Hello, everybody, and welcome to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we summon colorful spirits to achieve harmony in Yokai. Next up, we use ocean-themed origami art to create the hand of our dreams in sea salt and paper. And lastly, we grab pen and paper, dice, and maybe elbow pads for Roll and Bump. I'm your host, Celeste Angels, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Pocolitis. Hi, guys. Time to game. And Mike Grenier. Skip, scap, scoodly dop, diddly jazz. <laughs> Our first game up this week is Yokai, designed by Julian Griffin, published by Bonkeys Editions and Game Right in 2019. Number players 2 to 4, ages 8 and up, playtime 20 minutes. All right, Mikey, tell us what's in the colorful box. Oh, hold on. Wait, I got to get to the studio. This is my fault. This is my fault. This is my <laughs> Evan, fault. you're the worst. Oops. I'm hot in the chest. <laughs> you go to change one thing and it screws everything up. All right. All right. The cover of the box presents us with portraits of geisha, spirit animals, and fearsome demonic yokai, seemingly linked together, each with their own unique version of a smile. Inside, we find 16 yokai tiles and nine clue cards. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if the spirits are pleased, Evan, please us with a reading of the rules. Yokai, it's a cooperative card game where players must make harmony out of chaos by moving a jumbled bunch of yokai spirit cards into groups of the same colors. Players will be peeking at the face down cards, then moving by sliding them into place. Table talk is limited. You can't outright say to the other players what you're seeing, but you can drop hints. That's the key. There are 16 yokai cards, and they're laid out in a 4x4 grid. There are four colors, red, green, blue, and purple. Players take their turn by peeking at any two cards, and then they can move a card. And it's an orthogonal move, so understand that. Hint cards. This is where the information comes in. At the end of a player's turn, they must either reveal a hint card or play a hint card. And hint cards are either a single color, or they contain two colors, or they contain three colors. You're going to place these hint cards accordingly, if you choose to play one, as opposed to revealing one, to give, your, uh, to give the other players an idea of exactly what resides on that particular yokai card. Now, at any point, of the, the player can declare a puzzle solved. And then the cards are flipped over to see if the color groupings have been achieved. But you have to do so before the last hint card is drawn. So, did we win or did we fail the yokai spirits? Let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> well, we played this game on Board Game Arena. And uh, I think there it looked pretty faithful to the box set. So how did you guys like the look of the game? I mean... I it was very starkly colored, which was nice. Um, the characters were kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really serve to tell me much about what was going to happen in the game by the cover, but I thought the inside, you know, the art was pretty cool, pretty simple. Yeah, they're on theme, certainly. Japanese spirits. They they looked like cartoon versions of what would be Japanese spirits. So yeah. it very much. Was I, I can't theme. say that I'm well versed in that uh, 
that, that <laughs> culture per se. Pantheon. But it does seem to strike that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that vibe well. Mm-hmm. I mean, so let me, before we go Were too far, I want to tell Were there a lot of images, though? Or just no, a no. few? Just the four images, no, I, think, I think. Yeah, really. just the four. Yeah, that was it. Okay. And, and, and then mainly that. after that symbology, right? After that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the clues had symbols on it, sort of. So it was basically... Uh, so, so the clues had one, two, or three of those symbol colors on them. And they were kind of used to indicate something to the other players when you played them on the board somewhere. So, Ed, but you it, say it's like a memory game. Yeah. You're... You you can look at you're peeking at, at stuff and you have to remember what you see. You can, can't just go back and look at it any old time. You have to remember what you looked at and also keep track of where everybody else is moving that card. Okay, I peeked at that and I think I remember that being green and Mikey mm. moved it over there. So does that mean that the green stuff is over there now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you really have to trust. You have to trust the other players is what they're doing. because if i move something that's green everybody else who may or may not know that's green but if you know if you know it's green already you have to go okay he put it there for a reason he didn't just randomly put it over there Mm -hmm. every move has to be deliberate in this game and then if i move a card right next to the card he just moved think people are gonna make assumptions (laughs) right mike yeah <laughs> some very some the the clues are crazy because they have like just the you know one two or three symbols on them but i mean you're forced to you have a very limited selection of them right so you're forced mm-hmm. to use one sometimes so if i have one that's red green and blue what am i telling evan if i slap that down on this space mm. <laughs> am i telling him the other color is it's the only the other color that's right. there. That's basically what him, you're saying. It's not yeah. this color. That's all or you, can you could really... be saying. It's one of these colors, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, <laughs> so but at least you, you eliminate one color if at mm-hmm. least, you know, with the, with right. the clues. So they're not totally useless, but mm-hmm. certainly ambiguity runs rampant. Some, in this yeah, game. some are more confusing than helpful, really. So what about that hint deck, Evan? It acts as the clock for the mm-hmm. game because you have only nine of these hint cards. And again, the rules state that you either have to turn one over, draw one, or play one of them. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have this puzzle figured out before that ninth card basically co- comes into, into play. Um, yeah. So the right sort of strategy, I think, would be if you're going to optimize this thing, would be to get to the point where you're just about out of those hint cards. Reveal as many hints as you possibly can. To give See. players, everyone at the table, the most possible information so that especially when they're making like maybe their last two or their last move, their last sliding, mm-hmm. peek in slide, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that they're, that it, it becomes the one hopefully that cinches the puzzle. So, yeah. So let me just kind of mention, like, I, I know Evan said it in the rules, but just to reiterate, it, it'll make it make more sense. You have a four by four grid and every time you flip two tiles over, you have to move a tile it doesn't have to be one of the ones you you don't flip it you peek at it mm-hmm. you peek and it too. you have to yep. move right you peek it too and you have to move any tile yes any tile to and to an adjacent like and not adjacent to itself but adjacent to another tile that's already there not orthogonally adjacent so your board starts to break apart mm-hmm. and you can't you're not allowed to actually break the board or you lose so if you had a straight line and you had to move one and you didn't want to move the one that's on the end, you'd lose. Right. Now, Everything do, must have an orthogonal connection to it. 
Yes. Mm. No diagonals. Exactly. Diagonal does not count. Yeah. And you also could only move those who have access to the outside. You can't move one of the inner pieces that are surrounded by cards on all four sides. Mm -hmm. That's right. And edge ah, has to be exposed. Yep. 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 So there's a lot of information that happens too when you don't move something that you looked at. Like, you know, or you or you don't move either one. Like you, you might be telling people, hey, these two match, so I'm gonna leave them together. You know? Mm -hmm. Um and I kind of have a little bit of a different opinion to Evan as to what to do with those clue cards. Because not unused clue cards actually uh give you extra points. Like you get you get a better score for having unused clue cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is a range, right. That's correct. Mm -hmm. So it's not there there is. If you fall within a certain range, you're there are ranges of scores and if you get one of the highest point totals, that's certainly a better solution than than solving it and only having a couple of points in your, in your right. It's like if you just barely scrape through, you're like it's like good job. But if you get like you know, I'll have a bunch of clues left over at the end. They're like you know, supreme overlord or something like that. It's like a range of wait, wait, which I guess is a way to sort of prolong the interest of the game itself and gets you mm -hmm. coming back to play extra rounds. Is all right. Yeah, I, I'm. We got this puzzle. We did it, it, it with you know 50 percent efficiency. Let's go mm -hmm. for 75 percent efficiency. Mm. Let's go for 90 percent efficiency. I'm expressing mm -hmm. them as percentages instead of actual points because I don't have the point <laughs> right. score. Yeah, I can't remember the exact point. Me, I think it was two points per unused and three points per unflipped. Mm. So well, Ed, you say one, yeah. there is Go one ahead, detriment Ed. to uh, using the hint though, and that is as soon as you put a hint on a card, can't peek at it, can't move it. Hmm. Oh right, yeah, nobody else can look at it. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good point, and that could really <laughs> like, you know, that that's when you're really trusting your partners to have already hmm. given you enough information by what they've done so far. Yeah. Um. So, but it could be bad. What's frust right? What's frustrating is, oh, I know what that. I know what this card is. I know what this card is. Ed throws a hint down on it. It turns out to not be what I thought it was, and oh, therefore, God. oh my gosh! <laughs> now I have Panic to re-question that whole section of the board. Plus, what else am I getting wrong on this board? It really, yeah. it, it really can throw off your whole. And game. you don't, yeah, you don't have time for that kind of a mistake either, because mm -hmm. the game does run out on you very quickly. Mm. So concentration is the name of this game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Ed, what about that no communication rule? I mean, you're not allowed to talk about exactly what you saw. You can't say, hey, how about the, that blue sky that we saw this morning? I mean, <laughs> so you can't, post, you're not supposed to talk about what you just saw. So trying to set up mm -hmm. like, I don't know, can, like think of bridge, like, like you're not supposed to communicate, but you can kind of mm -hmm. like set up a convention. Like, I, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I'm I'm not sure if I, you're allowed to do that by the rule because the, yeah, the rule don't I'd go feel into pretty this. Dirty. Like Mikey was talking about, you know, those three color one. We make it a convention, like a, oh, if I use the three color one, that means it's not any of those three colors. Ah, <laughs> right. But that yeah, I mean, I but that almost cheating, seems right? to be communicating something. Maybe the yeah. the game didn't mean for you to communicate. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like I was ripping off the game if I did pre-communicated like if i put a if i put a green and red here it's always going to be red not green you right. know? Mm -hmm. i mean that's that's if i grab my left eyebrow that means it's blue <laughs> uh, <laughs> right can't, great. that's, that's great. extra cheap yeah. mechanics and, yes uh, i was gonna yeah. say that is called cheating yeah that yes. is straight <laughs> up cheating yeah <laughs> so i i didn't know what yokai were like a long long time ago until somebody played lion named yokai the fearless and he, and for a little while, he was in a live, the live action role playing game that we yeah. all used to play together. Yep. Yeah, yeah, where we yeah. were, many of us. That's met called each other. Lion. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, and you said 
there were he was yokai the fearless and <laughs> and for a little while he used to wear one of those like yokai type masks you know the ones that cover like make you look like a little bit demonic and stuff mm-hmm. um so I, I looked it up i'm like where did he get that word from and i figured mm-hmm. out oh that's kind of <laughs> like a you know that's a real thing. He didn't just come out of the blue with that. So right there here it go. is, thirty years later, and you learn something yeah. new about someone. <laughs> I, I know. It's like, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury yokai Ed. Uh, it's a limited information co-op game. Shows you're trying to solve a puzzle while reading the minds of your friends. This is gonna be fun. Is it going to be something that has a long list of longevity? I'm not so sure, but I'm willing to give it another go, so I'll dig it up. Okay, Evan? Well, Yokai, it's a decent take on the classic concentration game. Some nice twists in there. Uh, the game itself is easy to learn. It's simple to play. I think the biggest drawback is that I can only see myself and my group of friends taking one or two cracks at this puzzle maybe and then that's it i think we'd wind up putting it away and moving on to some more intriguing co-ops to play (laughs) so i'm gonna lightly bury it whoa okay mike i thought there were several layers of strategy in this game and it seems like the more you play with the same people the stronger your intuition is going to get for what they are trying to tell you and playing it with strangers could be even more interesting mm-hmm. just having absolutely no idea where they're coming from so it can up the challenge rating just by p- changing the player base uh it's portable it's easy to learn and i kind of enjoyed it i'll dig it up okay well how well do you decipher the moves of your friends when you're gaming mm-hmm. we would like to know come talk to us at which game first on all social media Hey, everybody at Witch Game First, what is going on, guys? Monday night, Witch Game First, live on all of our streaming platforms. We're on Twitch, we are on Facebook, and we are on YouTube, and we're playing games live. And we want you to join us. We want to interact with you while we play the games. I know I need your help (laughs) more more than maybe (laughs) my, my other friends here. And we have trivia contests with you guys, and we have a lot of fun. You can watch it all unfold. This is Witch Game First, Monday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard or Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Doesn't matter if it's 8 o'clock on the East Coast. That's when we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be in PAX Unplugged in Philly, mm-hmm. and we are media. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to do a learn and play while we're there for a couple different games, hopefully. we not. I don't think we've nailed them down yet, but we're going to be teaching people in a room how to play a game that we've never even seen before. Um, and on top of that, two games, two, yeah, one or two, two, depending. I think two games. Ed, why don't you tell them which? Why don't you say which two? Friday at five to seven p.m. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So if you're at PAX Unplugged, come and see us Friday in the gaming room. We will be Mm -hmm. doing a learn and play. A lot of um. Two, two learn and plays. So it should be fun. You'll get a chance to play uh, in and around uh, where we are going to be live and in person. We'll Mm -hmm. also be all over the convention covering it on media. So definitely stay tuned to our social media and YouTube channel that weekend because we're very likely Instagram, right? Instagram especially. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a lot of live uh, coverage there. So um, we hope to see you there either in person or online. 
All right, everybody, our next game up is Sea Salt and Paper, designed by Bruno Cathala and Theo Riviere. Published by Bombix in 2022, number of players 2 to 4, ages 8 and up, playing time 30 to 45 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what is in the wavy box. The cover of the box shows a surprisingly sturdy paper boat riding high on a brutal rolling origami wave. (laughs) And inside the box we have 64 glorious cards. And that's what's in the box. (laughs) (laughs) That might be the shortest what's in the box we have ever had. We've had some one short ones lately. Had, this yeah. one is probably yeah. the shortest. Yeah, especially that empty box we got that one time. <laughs> yeah, right. the empty. And we, it was really boring <laughs> to play, though. Really boring. <laughs> it's called Car- a wish game. You wish you had a game yeah. inside. <laughs> wish I had something in there. <laughs> we could make it fun, guys, I think. Yeah, the coverage was difficult. Challenging. Challenging. To review Challenging. that game. Well, before we tell you if you should see more of this game, <laughs> Evan, <That's> swim <laughs> on over to the rules. All right, sea salt and paper. It's a card game where players seek duo combinations to unlock special actions and score points towards victory. Start by taking a card and choose from one of your two disc I'm sorry, choose from one of the two discard piles to take that card from, mm-hmm. or you can top deck two cards and then keep one, discard the other. So that's how you're going to get your card. Surprise card. Discards are face up, please. And yes, I did say two discard piles, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And if one of those two discard piles does not have a card in it and you have to discard, you must discard to the pile that has no card in it. So there will effectively always be at least one card in in each of the two discard piles for the most part. Mm -hmm. Play continues until a player with seven points or more is combined in both their hands and the cards that they've already played. And again, you're playing pairs of cards in order to trigger effects, among other things, and score points. And when you have the seven points combined in front of you and in your hand, you can choose to call either last chance or stop. So last chance, here's how that works. If you believe that you've secured the most points that round... Players will each get one last play, hence last chance, kind of like last call at the bar. And then you count up your points. You're effectively making a bet that you've got, no matter, even though everybody else is going to get one more round, you've still got the most points of everyone. If you win the bet, then you get your bet plus the color bonus, and players will only score their color bonus, no other points. However, if you wind up taking this chance and you lose your bet, you are only going to get to score the color bonus part of the scoring. You don't get to score any other points. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you are taking a risk there. And then the other one is stop. If you say stop, play stops. Count your cards immediately and add Mm -hmm. up your points. The game will end when you reach either 30, 35, or 40 40 points, depending on if you're playing with four players, three players, or two players. Mm -hmm. And then all non-winners, much like origami... Must fold it up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Nicely done. Nicely wrapped up. Okay. So <laughs> we played this on Board Game Arena. And mm-hmm. I would say that the cards were 
perfectly faithful to the cards in the box as far as looks go because essentially Mm -hmm. the art is photographs of origami Mm -hmm. nicely arranged in sort of vignettes so they're doing like Mm -hmm. they there's a little boat with seashells against a yellow backdrop that sort of makes it look 3d ish Mm -hmm. so and that's exactly how it looked on board game arena what did you guys think of the art that style I thought it was amazing. It kind of reminded me a little bit of a, a claymation style, like stop mm. picture, because definitely, it, 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 it definitely, was a real photo yes. of something cartoonish, and it, yes. it kind of uh, played with it. I think it has a a very stark, unique look. It does when you talk. When you know, this is. Um, we do have a visual medium too here now on which game first where you can watch us do the recording of the show. You can see that on YouTube. If you're tired of just listening on your podcatcher, you can definitely see a video version of our show. Um, so sometimes we hold up the pictures, of the box or do us um, or so that you can see it, but I'm just going to describe it because most of our audience is audio. You would think, right? You hear this origami pictures, It's got to be boring, right? (laughs) But somehow they've managed to make these little pictures kind of action-packed, definitely lively, definitely Mm -hmm. looking like they're Mm action-oriented. And they've chosen a color palette that is so, I think it's unique, but also very bright and cheerful. It's refreshing. Mm. That's the word that comes to my mind. Yeah, soft colors, kind of like almost pastels, maybe a little bit more saturated than that, but really nice backgrounds. And it it does have this strange feeling, like Ed said, of a cartoon and realism at the same time. It kind of reminds me of this weird thing that I used to watch back in the day called Davy and Goliath. I don't know if Mm -hmm. anybody remembers that. Yeah, Yeah, claymation show. Yeah, it's a Christian claymation show, whatever Mm -hmm. that I used to watch Mm -hmm. a long time ago. But yeah, that's how Goliath used to talk. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Davey. Hi, Davey. (laughs) Listeners, you you can actually see this game if you want to check it out because we do have it up at our YouTube channel. Is Mm -hmm. when we played this onboard game arena, you can watch us play it there and you'll see exactly what Celeste and Mike are describing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the play of the game. You've got these two discard piles. Why are there two piles? Why? Well, more choices. <laughs> I think it. Uh, hey, well, good point, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually Both more difficult. Both for the discarder choices. and for the picker, right? Because yeah. the discarder yeah. oh, gets yes. to decide which pile to put it on. So what to block, right? Mm-hmm. And when you take a card from a discard pile, you're only taking the top. So sometimes you have an idea of what somebody's strategy is, and you want to bury a card so they can't get to it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you want to make one pile bigger because you're going to have a set of cards that'll let you dig in the trash and get a card out of the whole pile. So you want one of the cards mm. to be lopsided so you have more choices. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of reasons why they have two different discard piles. And I thought that was a, a clever and simple way to add some depth to the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I now. Do li- I do yeah, like go going to the top of the deck, though, because. No, mm-hmm. people can know what you're getting if you if you pick from the discard pile, but if mm-hmm. you go from the top of the deck, you get to get information cards yeah. that no one knows what you got, and yeah, then put a new they one don't over know. and hide something. Right, they don't know, and you don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't know. until you pull yeah. it. So yeah. it's uh, definitely surprising. I went for mm-hmm. it as often as I could. When I absolutely mm-hmm. did not need something I saw on the discard, I would always draw. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, drawing is just more fun and entertaining. <laughs> uh, but also, drawing off the top of the deck uh, is is strong in a way because there's a, an instant win. For if if in one round you get, I think it's what four mermaids, four mermaids. in the same yeah, round. Four mermaids. mermaids in the deck. You win. Right. So if people don't see you getting mermaids and collecting them, they might just toss them, thinking, "Eh, nobody's gonna go for them because nobody's gonna get the four. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as you grab one mermaid, oh yeah, everybody's on to you. <laughs> you can't get the instant win. Yeah, it's yeah, an instant win instant if win. you get all four yeah. mermaids. Right. It's yeah. so tempting. I mean, to go yeah. for it. And if yeah. you're in a situation <clears throat> like I was. In which you're you're in the last round of the game, and mathematically you really don't have any other shot. You have to sort of go for the mermaid. Got to try. It becomes your go only for it. chance. Shoot the moon. Low yep. odds. That is the shoot the moon. Especially when there's more. Like the more players there are, the lower the odds get that you're going to be able to collect something like mm-hmm. that. Because it's hard to bury stuff with one player in between. But when there's like two, three players before your next turn. You know, you're probably never going to... If you see a discard go down, it's highly unlikely you're going to be able to grab it. So there has to be like... There has to be a mathematical answer to how often... How many games does it take on average to get a four mermaid winner? Right? Uh, Yeah, especially when you're playing with four people. That's hard. That that, that becomes even more hard. And I think four is Mm. the maximum you can play with this game. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a think... two to four player game. So yeah, mm-hmm. when you're playing four four of us doing it, you might as well be, be buying a lottery ticket. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, in, in I mean, kind of a counterpoint to that though is that there's no real way to math it out because you can't do the math without the psychology. You know what I mean? It depends on what happens during the game. If I see a, a mermaid discarded, I can't get to. That's it. You know, if uh, if I haven't seen any anywhere, I might think, oh, my God, I have to take one just so somebody yeah. else doesn't get four. So but here's the other thing know. about the mermaid specifically is mm. that the mer- even if you don't have all the mermaids, the mermaids still confer a benefit to your yeah. scoring. Yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. They're still yeah. a good, strong card, which is the reason why you won't see them being yeah. just discarded willy-nilly, yeah. I think. Right. There's no yeah. reason to discard a mermaid is, I think, what I'm saying. And yeah. yeah. Maybe uh, if they didn't make those mermaids that otherwise valuable there yeah. you may have, oh yeah you may you see discards them. of mermaids yeah. i like can't see a were... reason why we, why you would yeah. ever really discard a mermaid though right if well, they were yeah. just deck clogging backseat drivers until you right. got until, four of them right yeah then, you, <laughs> then it right. could be, it'd be a different it would be a different game but yeah. i and i was in a case where i drew a card and a mermaid and the other card was definitely better than the mermaid, so I did discard yeah. the mermaid. So mm. it does happen. Can happen. Yeah. It depends know. on what stage of the game you're in. And that, that applies to a lot of different cards, too. Like, one of my favorite sets, and it's kind of a weird one because usually the set is two matching cards, but this set is a swimmer and a shark. <laughs> so, you know, oh, you yes. one swimmer, right. one shark is a set. Mm-hmm. And what you do with it is you steal a card. So when you play those out, they have their <laughs> the point value, and then you choose somebody to steal a card. But from. it's at random, and so you can't just go for card, the mermaid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course you can't. But you have a good chance of breaking up anything they're holding mm-hmm. onto. You know what I mean? To play mm-hmm. later. That's true. But, Triggering those yeah. effects by playing those duos—they call them duos. Mm-hmm. So you're playing yeah. certain uh, two two cards that will trigger a special action. Very key to this game. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you, I don't Huge. see a way to win without actually getting a bunch mm-hmm. of those uh, uh, special yeah. actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those special I mean, the apps st- are very powerful. All of them mm-hmm. are good. I mean, generally, every special action, um, I mean, they do different things, but in the end, they all earn you an extra card. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you either yeah. steal a card from mm-hmm. somebody, take another turn to get another card, uh, draw a card off the top of the deck for free. You know, all of them give you one more card. So the more cards you have, the more potential points you have in your hand. And it makes the last chance action. If you're going to call last chance and try to take last that licks, bet. Yeah. Last yeah, basically licks. last licks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, remember, everybody else gets gets to play one more time. And if and there's an action in there that says, mm-hmm. basically, you can take another turn, a freaking free mm-hmm. turn. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. What if someone's going to play a pair and not get two mm-hmm. turns for the price of one, basically? Right. I don't that's know. You can't, that, that's tough to survive, that bet. Mm-hmm. Very challenging if you're going to go for that last chance. Uh, you better know that you've got the <laughs> I most did. points. <laughs> Mike, I think I you, you, you did. You, yeah, and you have uh-huh. to tie or beat. No, it still, goes to the to the caller. Yeah, it still is, worked yeah. out for Mike. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it worked out. I it mean, worked out it fine. Was close, but yeah, because because if you do allow the last licks, it's it's a little more risky than calling the hard stop. But it's a huge, it's a much bigger benefit because you only score those bonus. The other people only score the bonus points if they didn't, if they didn't. You're out having their scores right in, in oh, points. Yes. Whereas if I, if I, like I did, I called a hard stop, and luckily you guys were totally underprepared, so I still scored a lot more. Of, yeah. But you guys would have been able to score. You you were able to score your whole hand instead of just your bonus points, mm-hmm. which could have been a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tricky, you know. But you always want to be ahead when you call stop, obviously. Like mm-hmm. either way. So um the other thing I was gonna say too is the shark and the swimmer steals a card from somebody's hand, but if you can't if you save it too long, like if somebody calls a stop, then you wasted it. Or if even somebody calls like the last call, um, I can't steal any cards that have already been played. So when if I was, you know, if if I'm waiting to steal something and everybody's already put their hand down, it doesn't do anything anymore. So mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. basically lost a card. Mm-hmm. But you won the game, right? Oh no, Celeste won. Oh, Celeste won. Yeah, yeah Celeste won. She pulled it out on the last turn. She stopped. I believe I won oh. just two. <laughs> I believe I won the last two games in a row for our, yeah, for our yeah. game night. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a good Crushing point, Mike. It. Yeah, you you, mm-hmm. you control. Sort of the end of game to a certain yes. to a certain degree. That's great. Yeah, if you pull the, the trigger at them. just the right time, you can win it. You know, you pull out pull out victory out. Yeah. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury sea salt and paper. Mike, I thought the gameplay was really fun. Uh, there was some limited but very consequential choices that you can make, especially choosing when to stop or or to try to get the extra points. Um, I may have just passed right by this game though looking at the rules if if it wasn't for the amazing art i love the art it was just really captivating and for those two things together i definitely dig this game up ed this set collection game has really nice twists in both strategy and card play the art is wonderful and distinctive the take that part of it might throw some people off, though. <laughs> but I'm going to dig this up for some more <laughs> salted paper. Nice. Evan? Yeah. Sea salt and paper. I thought it was a clever game, a clever kind of press-your-luck game in a way. And a touch of, as Ed was saying, I'll call it backstabby, but not too much of no. that. It wasn't mm-hmm. too overwhelming. I like the triggering of the actions. And even though I got walled badly, <laughs> I want to play some more. Dig it up. There you go. Yes, this game is a lovely, bright, airy-looking game with a solid set-matching rules. So I would say if you're looking for a new coffee table game, 
to leave out for your Sunday morning, this is a really good choice. It is very pretty. Dig it up. Have you made any origami? First off, take a picture of it and we will post it on our Instagram if you send it to yeah. us because I want to see it. Uh, but let I us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And sea salt and paper, we are at which came first on all social media. Our last game up this week is Roll and Bump, designed by Louis Nicholas Dozios. Dozois. 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 Published by Boom Editions in 2011, number of players 2 to 5, ages 8 and up. Playtime, 30 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the die-filled box. The cover of the box is a patchwork of strange and colorful repeating patterns adorned with a chaotic fistful of dice in motion. Inside, we find 49 cards, 5 reference cards, 25 dice in 5 different colors, and a white bonus die. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you if this game had too many bumps, Evan is going to roll on in with the rules. (laughs) Roll and bump. It's a dice rolling game of set collection, and it's, according to the authors, fun for young and old. I don't I agree with that. Uh, Players take turn rolling their dice to try to match hands shown on the nine available cards on the table. Some cards require only one correct die to be rolled, and others require multiple dice in either certain order or multiples. It all depends on the point value of the card. The harder the combinations, the more valuable the card. Now watch out. If someone beats your roll... They will bump your dice off and have a chance to claim the card for themselves. Once you roll and place your dice, when the turn comes back around to you, if any of your dice have not been bumped, then you can go ahead and claim your card. At the end of the game, players score points based on what's printed on the card. Um, And uh, let's see, on the difficulty of the dice sequence, as well as extra points for collecting cards in each of the four suit colors. Bonus point. And now we must all do <laughs> what we what we were doing when we were five years old, and when we suddenly catch fire. Remember this, guys. We have to stop, drop, stop, roll, drop, and, and bump and roll. Bump. Yes. <laughs> stop, drop, bump, and roll. Bump, roll and bump. <laughs> so finally, that's coming into play. Phew, I thought I'd never use it. Forty-five years later in my life. <laughs> Well, this uh, is actually a episode trifecta of Board Game Arena games, which is rare for us. This one was mm-hmm. also played on BGA, and we were invited to play this by one of our patrons. So yeah. we joined them to play this game, uh, and that was a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. uh, I think we'll probably do more games that are invitational by our um by our patrons. Yeah, we fun. really like Absolutely. that. Uh, yes. It allows us to do, instead of a live version of the game, which you can do on Board Game Arena, it allowed us to do a turn-based game. So we were able to squeeze in our, our turns whenever we could, and it worked out pretty well. Mm. So what did you guys think of the look of this game on Board Game Arena? I'm going to hold my thoughts because I have some. <laughs> so you okay. guys go first. Well, uh, patterned. Lots of patterns. <laughs> yeah. Patterns instead of suits. I mean, the patterns are suits. 
Uh-huh. But uh, they look like 70s carpet patterns, kind of, yeah. that you'd see in a convention center or a hotel yeah, or something. I want to say, actually, actually slightly more modern than 70s, but definitely going with that vibe and the, and the color yeah. choice. It's almost know, like, like Target's version, like Target's 2022 version of a 70s mm. pattern. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. There is a, guys, yeah. there is a famous pattern in there, though. I don't know if you noticed it, yes, but there's the, the rug from The Shining uh, is one of the patterns. So it's like an orange line with a red like hex in the middle, and it kind of goes around in a hex pattern. Yeah, interlocking, interlocking almost like an yeah, interlocking hexes. Yeah, quality to it. Yes. Yeah. 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 It it felt yeah, that, about that, as pleasant that. to look at as The Shining is to watch. <laughs> <laughs> that no, was amazing. Is coming. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, the the big wild card or the big 15-point card had all the patterns. And, oh, mm-hmm. it was just in not That's an ugly pleasant card. to look at. Not <laughs> that is a hideous-looking card, yeah. Yeah. But it's I worth mean, 15 points. When you're grateful to see the gray card come out, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, good yeah. Point. It's like, color, color, color is gray. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a hideous patchwork, though, for sure. It, it is. And the, just the color scheme, the scheme for some reason mm. is just psh, aqua, teal, yeah. orange, a different shade mm. of orange. It, it I was, hate orange and red together. Yeah. I just hate those colors next to each other. Mm. But, well, yeah. but you know what, though? It, it, ugliness, I, I found beauty. I actually liked how ugly it was. <laughs> I enjoyed that about it. Yeah. <laughs> it I couldn't get past it. in that way. And I think... Um, although I, I don't know for sure, but I'm kind of curious what the colorblind person might think. And I think they'd be able to pick out these patterns yeah. easy. very yeah. easily. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's right. And they'd have a more pleasant time, I guess. Right? Yes. I am to see these match colors. <laughs> Less distracting. <laughs> Less <Yeah>. distracting. <laughs> Less <laughs> off-putting. And then there's two different versions of the box itself. Um, one of them has the patterns mm. on it. Oof. That has got to be one yeah. of the ugliest boxes I've seen, especially in modern in yet. the modern era, right? So we've seen some ugly is, boxes. I think that's the new version coming out in 2023. Oof. No, oh, that's like right. Yeah, there is this a new games, version. Uh, it's on it's on Board Game Arena. It came out at uh, the other box. I think it's older. I, I appreciate the other box. Friend. You know, just a simple mm. blue box with like bright letters, and th- this pattern mm. box is. I would walk right past Boring. it. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about the actual gameplay. Okay. (laughs) Now, I listened to the rules, Evan, and I still, I've played the game. I've watched uh, or I've read the rules myself and I've listened to you read them. And I am still not sure how to play this game. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll try to clarify. Let me try to clarify a bit. Uh, Think Yahtzee, Mm -hmm. in which you've got five D6. Okay, and you're going to roll them, and then you have up to three rolls before you have to place your dice, and you can choose to re-roll any of those dice you want. Same (laughs) as Yahtzee, okay? Mm -hmm. And what you're looking to do is get the right combination of dice to match the particular card that you're going for. Mm -hmm. The card pattern. The The pattern on the card. The pattern on the card, right, because... because Which is separate from the the image pattern on the card. Right, yes, the, the die pattern. So, Celeste, you brought up the most uh, valuable card, which is number 15. That card, Mm -hmm. if you can grab it, it's worth 15 points. Mm -hmm. But you need the Yahtzee. You have to have all five dice of the same number. All ones, all Mm -hmm. twos, all threes. I only get a couple of rerolls, so it's Mm kind of hard to get. Now, Mm -hmm. the easiest cards to get are ones. 
and those only require a single right. die of a specific mm-hmm. of a specific number. Mm-hmm. Um, this so this one the, requires a three. Okay, right. I just have to take one of my three, and you can split your dice up. Mm-hmm. Put two dice over there to satisfy yep. that card, and put three over there to satisfy another card. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that a card game like this should be this challenging to sort of get a handle on? Uh, do you think mm-hmm. that it should have been a simpler? Perhaps the symbology could have been a little bit better on these cards. I kind of—I I don't know. I, I thought mean, the symbology was pretty easy, but then again, no. I, I guess there's only there's only three types. Yeah, I mean, for me, there was only three types of symbols. There was the ascending symbols, right? Which means they put a small square, then a slightly bigger square, mm-hmm. then a slightly bigger square, you know, depending on how many you need. And they were blank, so it could be any number as long as it's ascended. Uh, the other kind was a a number of just blank squares next to each other, mm-hmm. two, three, five. And that just means any matching numbers. Pairs. Yeah. And pairs, or, and, or triples, kind, or yeah. five, whatever. And then the only the only other one was... A die with a specific number in it. You know, so there's only three kinds. I think, I think just looking at it the first time you look at it, you're like, "What the heck does that mean?" But <laughs> yeah. once you know what those basic things mean, I think mm-hmm. it gets a lot easier to understand what's going on. And okay, it may now. also it, it may also uh, suggest that playing this game on the online platform may not be ideal as opposed to playing it hmm. uh, at a table. At a table, it may uh, come across a little bit easier. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. I mean, you're physically placing the die. That might help. Yes, um, right. You can actually physically yeah. touch and, and move maybe. your dice around and plan, not the, plot not things physically out. physically rolling the die, too. Yes, that's... The, Which is always something right. we've kind of talked about so with board game arena they're never very good yeah yeah they're never very good with giving that haptic feeling you know so i think we talked about the role here right but we didn't talk about the bump The bump, right so now we've established some understanding of what Mm -hmm. dice need to go on the cards to get them but Mm -hmm. how do you not get how you can't just take them once you've got your dice on there because somebody can come by and mess it up yeah you have to survive the round so, so what about the what bumping? Happens, so let's say you have a sequence of three ascending numbers, like, uh, you know, and I put a one, two, and a three on that card. Mm-hmm. Well, if somebody puts a two, three, four or better, they bump my dice oh. off and they can, mm-hmm. they now are in control of that card. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with a single number. If I have a four in the card, they can put two fours, three fours, four fours, you know, you know, you're basically trying to steal the cards from other people if you need them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the card got stolen from me and I didn't couldn't quite tell how, but that might be an artifact of turn-based play versus right. live yeah. play. Right. Because right. some Online things are happening play, yeah. while you're not watching. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly. the downside to turn-based play. Like what happened to my thing? Yeah, exactly. And come back like a, in a day later you're like, "Hey, I thought I had that 7 locked." Yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah. Yeah, that's how you bump them. Like, you know, it's like for the 10 point card, it's ascending, mm-hmm. you know, five different dice. So there's only one way to win. Uh, I mean, you no, know, two ways. I mean, no, I, I'm sorry. There's only one way to bump somebody is if they put right. one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. The only way to bump is two through six. Yep, that's it. That's mm-hmm. all that yep. exists for that. One yeah, part. so the bigger ones are harder to bump, but uh, they're also harder to roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what did you like, uh, Ed, about the push your luck? I mean, piece the of push it. your luck is, 
it's you know it's classic dice game. You're like, okay, I, I oh I got two threes. Let me see if I can get some more threes so I can get you no know, four, maybe five threes, and you roll them and you don't get any more threes. And now mm. um, you're stuck with you know, two threes that well doesn't work for that three of a kind you got, and doesn't work for anything else you got. So you end mm-hmm. up with kind of a well crap hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where some strategy comes in, you know? If you're trying to roll four of a kind, uh, but you don't get it, you should consider on your second roll, hey, all right, what do I have now that can be a substitute for not getting that four of a kind that I'm trying to get? Yeah, switch you know? your strategy for that roll. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the different suits, like stacking up a lot of the same suit, is actually very valuable. So even those crappy, like, one-point cards... If they, f- if you can get like three of them in the same suit and the same turn, that has a lot of value instead of just trying to get a like a six or seven point card. Mm. Although you know me, I'm looking for the big points every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Roland Bump. Let's see. Let's start with Ed. I did have a lot of fun playing this game, but the amount of randomness and rolling dice. Especially with the, the, all the push your luck, can kind of be a hit and miss. <laughs> and getting, getting it and then getting bumped off of that, mm-hmm. ah, I can get a little extra rough. So while I play this again, it's not a game that I'm going to probably pick up for my game table. So I'll give it a slight berry. Mm. Evan? Rolling Bump. I thought it was a nice little take on Yahtzee-like games and collecting the cards for points. I thought it was a good mechanic. It's more of a pastime than a game. It's not a hardcore game, per se, kind of like Yahtzee itself. And planning only gets you so far, but I still had fun playing it. Therefore, for me, it's a slight dig it up. Hmm. All right. Okay, Mike? I thought it was a nice, easy, casual game. It lets you press your luck and roll a fistful of dice. Um, throw on top of that that there's it's portable and it has a short time commitment. I mean, what's not to like about all that stuff? I dig it up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I do like Mike. I like dice and card games, right? So this mm-hmm. game started with a lot of goodwill from me, but it was squandered by the simultaneously garish and dull look of this game oh. and the slightly confusing rules. So I've Harsh. certainly seen better card and dice games. Games. I'm going to bury it. If you wow. love bumping your friends off the board, please tell us about that. We would love to hear from you. We are at Which Game First. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing from you about all the gaming you've been doing. And if you get a chance, please leave us a like or a rating or a review on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us. We would really appreciate it. And if you want to become a patron of this show, just go to our website and click on uh, become a patron today and you will get access to our exclusive patron only podcast. Bonus points. Bonus points. Happy gaming, explorers. Hey, when a yokai has a bad back, they go see a yokairofractor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm buried under a sea of paper. 
Look at those dice roll. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs>